Hey guys, Mike here, and I wanted to ask you something. Are you ready to take your training to the next level? Well, if you are, I wanted to tell you about my mentorship program and my custom coaching plans. I'm looking for five OCR athletes that are ready to step up their training and take it to the next level. Uh, each month with these training, you're going to get access to all of my different programs, all of my tutorials uh, for things from dealing with common OCR injuries to um, monthly training plans. Uh, if you're interested and want to learn more, I'd love you to head on over to ocrunderground.com slash programs slash apply to set up a call to learn more and see uh, if one of these programs is a good fit for you. All right, and welcome to the OCR Underground Show. This is episode number 75. If you want to check out the show notes for anything talked about or mentioned in this episode, head on over to ocrunderground.com slash episode dash 75. Uh, well, it is November, and usually this time of year on the podcast, I'll usually start talking about, you know, looking back at the year, looking ahead to the new year, and seeing what we can reflect on and what we can improve upon. And I think many are... In agreement that we're ready to for this year to be over um unfortunately i don't think anything magical is going to happen january 1st but we are i think ready to at least be done with this year and uh remain hopeful for um a better 2021 um but i think that really i i wouldn't change much i i th still think you know thanksgiving's coming up this is a time to be thankful and appreciate things and still look back and reflect and and I hope that 2021, it doesn't take much effort to have a better year. But still, I think there's things we can take away from, things that we can look back and say, did I, you know, was there anything that I'm, I am grateful for? I, I think you can look back and there are going to be lots of things that maybe you didn't have the opportunity to do or, or try if it wasn't for, you know, everything that happened. So really trying to look back and still still reflect on the year, you know, whether it was your, your training, maybe you got to train more because you were, you were home more and uh, you really got to take advantage of that. Um, but also looking back and seeing what, what can we improve on? You know, maybe you didn't think you'd, uh, it would affect you as much and it did. And, and how can we move forward and really uh, make 2021 a better year? But, but this is something, you know, I know it's a struggle. I, we, we've all been affected in different ways, whether it be, you know, fi financially, socially, you know, dealing with, you know, challenges in relationships and, and really, tested us uh through this past year and it's it's hard to really take the positive out of it but i think if you look back there's probably some good things that happened this year that that you want to um pay attention to and, and be grateful for i know you know looking back with me there were there were a lot of things that it, i i might have just taken for granted but really maybe maybe those things didn't come up because of of our whole situation i know when we first shut down uh, we were getting out and going on walks, and basically it seemed like the only thing we were allowed to do. And we got the kids riding bikes, and I got our um, our uh, youngest to uh, four-year-old. She got her training wheels off her bike like immediately. She 
took it like two times out on the training wheels and was like, I want these off. And we just went right to it. And I, I don't know that that would have happened at least as quickly as it did if it wasn't for all this. And now, you know, she's cruising around all over the place. So I was really excited about that and being able to take the kids hiking more and they've gotten into that more and just being outside. And again, I don't know we would have done this maybe definitely not as much as we're, we're doing now. So um, all of these things have been been great, you know, from a business standpoint, obviously, Things have been tough and, you know, with shutdowns and openings and restrictions. But one thing I am grateful for that I found out how strong our community was and how how um, the, the relationships we've built with our clients and how supportive they've been. And I've, I've been just incredibly grateful for, for that. Um, it's easy to look back. You know, I'm sure we all had travel plans that have been canceled. We were supposed to do a Spartan race in Italy this year. And, and that obviously didn't happen. So it was easy to kind of be down and and bitter about not doing that but we we found other things to do and and we got to take a trip to sedona which i've never been there and it's gorgeous and a great time with the family um i can't say it's as good as italy but still it was something that maybe i wouldn't have done or who knows when i wouldn't have been able to get and gotten out there and it's definitely a place i want to get back to as soon as i can um and even other things i've I've gotten to speak at at conferences and webinars and other online workshops so i don't know that these these opportunities come up without the situation. So I'm trying to do the best I can to be to be grateful. Um, you know, looking at my training, I think I stayed on track most of the time uh, and did pretty well there. And, and now I can look forward for 2021. You know, races are on the schedule. Who knows if they're actually gonna happen or not, at least earlier in the year. Um, but I am hopeful that at some point in 2021, we're gonna see some more and more races. So uh, starting to plan ahead and just wanna be ready for whenever we get the okay that we can get back out there. And I just encourage you to, to do the same with this and, and look back. I'm, I know at first it's gonna be hard, but try and find all the things that, that all the positive that came out of this year um, and all the things that you think you can improve upon for next year, just just like every th- a year. I, I just think this is a good time of year to, to do something like that. So all that being said, uh, I do wanna get into this episode. As always, I have a great one for you. In this one, I want to talk about uh, this idea of adaptation versus testing uh, in your training. And I think this is a concept that not many think about when they put together a training program. In my research review, I want to talk about uh, the warm up. I know I've talked a lot about warming up and, and how my warm up has gotten longer and longer the older I've gotten. But uh, there's really interesting research showing that depending on how you work out, uh, you might be missing out on some potential gains that you, you could be getting in your workout. So uh, we're going to look at all the different components of the warm up to make sure that you're getting the most out of each workout. And uh, finally, in my interview, I have on Jared Cogswell with Spartan Deca and was really excited to get him on to talk about Deca Fit and Deca Strong and all the Deca programs that are out there. There are races or, or events, I should say, going on now and um, they've adapted and it was really interesting to see all the different things they're doing and kind of um, have him talk about the events and really what the future holds for DECA. So uh, stay tuned for the interview. Um, but first, I want to let you know about the sponsors for this show, making it all possible. Uh, I want to let you know about Venga CBD. Uh, Venga CBD is making a, um, a high quality CBD product specifically with the endurance athlete in mind. If you're having issues with inflammation, uh, soreness, not recovering from workouts, anxiety, uh, sleep troubles, uh, CBD has been shown to be really effective for for aiding in some of these these things. So I uh, recommend checking out their products at vengacbd.com 
slash OCR underground. Don't forget, use code OCR underground to get 15% off your order. And I also want to let you know about Fitbar. Uh, you can check them out at fitbarstrong.com. Uh, they have some really cool and innovative Ninja Warrior OCR type grip products um, from from uh, from uh, uh, nunchucks to balls to, to all these different cool things. But they've also really expanded in their product line uh, to many other types of, of uh equipment out there from suspension trainers to even squat racks and home rigs so if you're thinking about putting more into your home gym if you can't get to the get to uh, the gym because of lockdowns or other reasons uh, they have some really cool products made in the u.s uh, so definitely want to check them out at fitbarstrong.com and again use code ocr underground to get 10 percent off your order All right, in today's Inside Mike's Mind segment, I wanna talk about really program design, but specifically looking at two concepts. Um, I mentioned adaptation versus testing. I, I had a conversation with a client and I thought this was something that I, I think many would benefit from hearing. So I want you to imagine if you were in school, if you're in school right now, uh, imagine on that first day that the teacher just throws a test at you and maybe you've been there, maybe, you know, maybe you've been in a, a class where the very first day you have a test, um, they're going to evaluate what you know, which that, that might be a good thing. It gives the teacher feedback and helps them understand what they need to be teaching, kind of where the majority of the students are and, and what, you know, really can kind of customize the, the learning process to make sure that they're not starting at too advanced level and not starting too, too basic. Um, but imagine the next day they gave you another test and then the next day and then the next day and all you're doing is is getting these tests uh, are you really learning anything right that that first test i think you're learning a lot you're really getting a good idea of where you're at for that that subject but as you start taking more and more tests you're really just learning the same thing over and over again that maybe you're really good here maybe you suck uh whatever it might be i think a lot of people treat their workouts the same way and we can really categorize our workouts into to two, if I'm gonna simplify it, two categories of testing and adaptation. So testing is gonna give you some information about where you are in terms of maybe a specific goal. Um, you know, you might test yourself with a race and that's probably what most people were used to doing. They, they test themselves for a race and they kind of see how they performed. Maybe they, they crushed it, you know, didn't fail any obstacles, felt great on their running, awesome time felt strong, all those good things. Or, or maybe they found out the running was good, but not so great on the obstacles, uh, whatever it might be. So we get some really good information there. So imagine if all you did was race. Sure, you will probably get some better in some areas just because of experience, right? You're just seeing things over and over again and you might get better, but there's a good chance that you're not because you're not working on the fundamental things to get those different elements better. Right? So you're not working on specific things to improve your running or your grip strength or whatever, whatever it might be. So that might be one extreme where we're racing all the time. But what if we're not doing anything in our training other than just testing, right? Other than just, I'm going to do this super hard workout. And you kind of bounce from workout to workout and really just see how hard can I push in this workout. So 
I want you to look at your each workout that you're going through and see what what's the goal here. Am I going to test myself right now, or am I trying to adapt in some way? Right, and if that is confusing, I'll try and simplify it a little bit. So, think about the week le leading up to a race. Would you train as hard as you can every single day that week? Right, maybe you would. I don't know, but if your goal is to peak and really see what you can do in that race. You don't want to do a super crazy workout the day before or a few days before, right? We're probably going to do some kind of tapering. That's the whole idea of adaptation, right? You are going to back off, allow your body to recover so that your performance gets better, it progresses, it excels, right? Versus just beating yourself up and then trying to go right into a race. You're going to be fatigued, you're going to be tired, and you're, you're going to have some issues there. So we can look, even if we don't have races, right? Because this is a weird time and we don't have these you know, periodic races to test. So you can find other ways to test you. It, it could be a time trial. You're going to run a 5K. You're going to do a virtual race, you know, something like that. But you're finding these workouts to test to see um, where you're at. That should be the minority, right? You probably want to be doing that maybe once a month where you're kind of testing a specific area. If that's all you're doing, it's like getting that test every day. You're not really going to work on the things you need to work on, right? It's kind of trial by fire. It's just trying to learn as you go, and there's way better ways to, to learn and progress, especially if you want to get there as fast as possible, right? You're going to do the things to get those specific elements better, right? You're going to do things to get stronger muscles. You're going to do things to get better grip strength. You'll do things to, to run faster, to run longer. Uh, so that's how you want to view your workouts, right? We might test in the beginning, and this is what I'll do with my clients. We're going to test various things. I want to know what your strength levels are, your grip. I want to know what your endurance is, your running, your speed. Um, so I have an idea where we can make the most improvements. And now we're looking for the adaptation. Now that we took that first test, I know your score, and maybe it was a C, all right? So we're gonna do everything we can to get you up to a C plus or a B as fast as possible, right? So now we need to look for adaptations. So this might mean, hey, sometimes we're gonna do low intensity work because you have to recover, or we're doing low intensity work because we're looking for a specific adaptation of uh, aerobic capacity or uh, improving cardiac output and the, the efficiency of your heart, right? You're much, you're gonna see much quicker adaptations doing low intensity work uh, for certain uh, for certain things and we're going to see certain adaptations for high intensity work right so we need that mixture mixture there we need uh, anaerobic training right we need that high intensity work we need aerobic that low intensity work we need some strength work and we need appropriate recovery in between right especially with strength people that are hitting hard every day uh, you're really not getting stronger and I'll you know We'll prove it by just testing and see are your one rep maxes or three rep maxes or whatever test you want to use, are those improving or not, All right? That's that's really what we the ultimate goal is. And when we look at a specific workout, you go through a strength workout, by the end of that workout, you are not stronger, right? If you did, you did. if you are stronger, you did something wrong. You should be significantly weaker at the end of a workout. If I asked you to do all of your one rep maxes at the end of a workout, they better not be better than when you were fresh at the start, right? So the whole point is we we stimulate with our training, then we recover and wait for the adaptation. So I hope that gives you a little bit of, of hopefully guidance when you're looking at your own programs. If you feel like all you're doing is testing yourself and pushing as hard as you can, just know that's 
it's a flawed plan and, and there's going to be limitations. You know, in the beginning, you're probably going to see some, some improvements because just about anything will get you better when you first start it. But if you're looking for long-term gains and to continually see uh, progress, uh, we just need a, more of a, of a system behind it and looking at all the different elements like strength, like endurance, um, and, and really looking for those specific adaptations. It's going to go a long way. So start with the test see where you need to make your improvements and then periodically test. So having, you know, one week a month where we're really pushing it, right? Where you're trying to test yourself to see how many reps can I get? How fast can I complete this workout? How fast can I run, uh, you know, this course or time trial or whatever it might be, but just know every week shouldn't look like that, right? Once a week we're going to, or once a month, we'll build up to something like that and then we'll recover and then we'll start over. And then we just have this cyclical plan um, and we, we should consistently see improvements the whole time versus running right into that wall and, and really not seeing any gains there. So uh, give it a try. Look at your workouts and, and see, are you, are you testing or are you working for adaptation? All right, in this week's research review, I'm going to talk about the warm-up, and this is uh, from the latest journal of strength and conditioning research. And this study is actually the effects of neuromuscular versus dynamic warm-up on physical performance in young tennis players. So I know that might sound weird. Why are we talking about tennis? But, you know, there's not many studies on OCR athletes, so we kind of have to borrow from other sports and, you know, see where things apply. Now, I do want to point out when we hear the term warm-up that can mean a million different things warm-up's probably not the best term that was created but that's really what people used to think it was it's trying to increase the core temperature of the body so you can do that from running you know calisthenics jump rope whole bunch of different things will warm core temperature but it really doesn't prepare you for anything right you can go sit in a hot room and get warm up but it doesn't necessarily prepare you for lifting for running for a race or whatever it might be um, so I think most people understand the idea of something more of a dynamic warm-up, and uh, but even that means a whole bunch of different things. So uh, in this study, they looked at neuromuscular versus dynamic warm-up. So I'll kind of explain what that means and how it applies. Uh, so like I said, this was done with tennis players, and they took them uh, through a bunch of different tests. So they wanted to look at things like 20-minute sprint time with their five and 10 meter sprint splits. They looked at counter counter movement jump performance, so how high they can jump. They look at different agility and change of direction tests. They looked at med ball throwing to look at upper body power. And then they looked at some tennis specific things like serve velocity and things like that. And then they also looked at range of motion and uh, shoulder strength. Uh, so uh, all the things that they looked for. And then they divided the groups into two. Uh, with the dynamic warm-up group, uh, essentially what they did, they both groups did do some type of warm-up with uh, jump rope, so a few minutes of jump rope, and then they split up from there. So uh, the dynamic warm-up group did more general mobility and ballistic drills, things like leg swings and arm swings, um, you know, uh, kind of general uh, movement there. Then they went through and they spent about five to eight minutes doing that. Then they took about five minutes doing some shoulder strengthening drills, like internal and external rotation and scapula stabilizing drills and things like that. And then they went right into basically a tennis specific warm up where they did some hitting and some serves and 
um, some with the ball, some without the ball, and but kind of did more of a sports-specific type movement. Then we have the neuromuscular warm-up group. So again, they started with their jump rope. Then they went into, they started with some general mobility, uh, doing some arm movements, shoulder movements, uh, thoracic movements, and uh, then they got into some thoracic mobility in the shoulders and the hips, things like that. Then they went through a uh, kind of a, and that took about five to eight minutes to get through their mobility. Then they took about another five to eight minutes to go through uh, some core drills. So core focusing on, um, you know, the trunk, the hips, the shoulders, um, things like planks, um, uh, single leg stance drills, uh, abduction, adduction, uh, you know, walking with a minivan, things like that. So uh, did some general low intensity strength for the core, hips and shoulders. And then they went into the specific neuromuscular piece of it, um, which like it sounds, it's involving the, the brain and the, the, the nervous system and the muscles working together to react and create force and things like that. And they did this through um, upper and lower body plyometrics. So they did different uh, jumping uh, drills, skipping, box jumps, things like that. Um, they also did some med ball throwing drills. And then they did some acceleration and deceleration drills, change of direction drills, different shuttle runs and cone drills and um, things like that. So what did they find after these two groups went uh, through this these different warmups? Uh, well, they found that there was improvements in both groups with the markers that they were looking for, but they did find in the dynamic warm-up group, they were more trivial, small improvements that they saw in the different measurements that they took. Um, they did see a, a much more significant improvement with the neuromuscular group. So they saw significantly greater improvements specifically in things like their 5 to 10 meter sprint, their counter movement jump height, um, their uh, overhead medicine ball power, so those medicine ball throws they were doing, and in this case, their serve speed. Um, so they, uh, they got faster, they could jump higher, um, and they had a more powerful upper body just by doing this additional piece to their warm-up. So I think this, this says a lot for not just tennis. This is going to be appropriate for um, many different sports out there because it's taking into account that this isn't just about warming a joint up or getting more range of motion. Uh, those are pieces to this, and I think you can do that in a variety of ways. Um, but adding this last piece here, this, you know, what they call neuromuscular uh, warm-up is going to be critical. So I, I think hopefully you're doing some type of warm-up, but we can take this study and really use it as a, as a guide or a template and focus on, okay, what should a, a good warm-up look like? Well, uh, probably some type of mobility. What should you be focusing on mobility? You know, that, that depends on you, on, on where you need the most help, but doing something for the, the joints that need the most mobility. And, and in most cases, that's the ankles, that's the hips, that's the T-spine, and, and that's the shoulders. So uh, doing some, some movement prep to, to work on improving mobility, some foam rolling, some stretching, uh, whatever it might be there. Uh, from there, getting into some low intensity uh, stability strength. And just like this study did, I think that's a perfect example to follow. Uh, focusing on the core, focusing on the hips, and focusing on the shoulders, uh, because those tend to be like the, the areas that most people struggle with. So uh, doing something, and again, these are low intensity. We're not trying to, you know, one rep max here. We're just trying to get these joints moving a little bit better. 
So, um, you know, like doing mini band walks and bridges and, and things like that and band pull aparts and floor slides and a million different examples that we can, we can do here. Planks, you know, different core exercises. Um, but then adding that final piece before we get into the main portion of our, of our workout. So if we're going to strength train, one last step. Now let's add that neuromuscular development. So let's do things that are going to work on neuromuscular control. So this could be, they didn't do it here, but it could be balance training, walking balance beams, standing on one leg, things like that. Uh, we can get, you know, med ball throwing is a great way to develop upper body power. It doesn't have to be super heavy weight, just throwing balls, you know, against the wall at the floor, uh, nice and hard. Lower body plyometrics, this could be, you know, from box jumps to, to skipping and bounding, um, ice skaters, you know, different planes of motion, ladder drills, all sorts of great things there. Uh, agility drills, shuttle runs, uh, working on change of direction, agility, acceleration, deceleration. All of that is the warm up. Now, by the end of that, you might think uh, we're not warming up, we're working out. And that's kind of the idea. Your warm up should gradually get more and more intense where it starts something easy, some stretching, some foam rolling, then some um, you know, some, some core work, you know, getting the heart rate up a little bit, working on some stability. And then we're, you know, stepping it up a notch each time we go through these different phases until, you know, we're throwing med balls, we're jumping on boxes, we're, um, we're skipping, we're bounding, um, doing all these things. And, um, then we're going to get into our, our main part of the workout. Maybe it's going to be a lifting day. So we're going to some, grab some weights and lift them and, uh, and then we'll cool down and, and repeat the process another day. So look at your warm-up and see how much of these things are you including in your, are you just kind of stretching a few things and then you jump right in and do a, a few warm-up sets? Um, you know, like this study showed, and I think many others will show, it's you're, you're missing out on a lot of, of things you could potentially be getting just by warming up properly. And, and yes, it takes time, right? You might spend 20 minutes just going through all of this stuff, but I think it's worth it because you're ready to go, you're ready to hit it hard, um, you may spend less time actually in the, the, the lifting portion of your workout or whatever you have planned for that day, but I think you're going to get higher quality work out of it. And the best part, you're less likely to, to hurt yourself, you know, keep those injuries um, in check and, um, and set yourself up for a great workout. So, so give these a try and, and see if you, can, um, if, you, if you notice a difference with your, your training. All right, guys, well, it is time for our interview section of the podcast. And as always, I have a very special guest for you. Today, I have uh, Jared Cogswell. Jared, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. Uh, my pleasure. And thank you. I, I know you're all over the place. And I follow you on social media, and I see you're, you're all over the country. So I'm really excited to get you on here and, and that you took some time to do this. I really appreciate that. Yeah, well, hey, man, uh, it's it's always a pleasure to connect with other fellow fitness pros and and the ones that are uh, trying to impact lives and, and doing what they do. So thank you. Uh, yeah, man, that we're all in this together, man. 100%. So um, you are the uh, Spartan DECA director of sport and ed uh, education, among other things. Uh, but I'd love to learn just a little bit more about you kind of how you got started with all of this. And um and we'll just kind of go from there. Okay. Well, uh, you know, 
trying to keep it short. I, I, I've been in the industry for a long time. Uh, the, I mean, all the way from my high school days. And I don't even want to. I don't even want to admit how long that's been. <laughs> but uh, I, you know, I started in in the industry as a trainer, and eventually got some some really uh, great opportunities along the way. And and fitness has always been my first love. And you know, it's always been a, a just amazing that I built a career being paid for my passion. So. Um, but you know, I've, I've done, you know, a lot of different things in the industry, um, you know, work as, uh, as a trainer, as I mentioned, uh, I've been a fitness director, wellness director, general manager, uh, gym owner. Um, we own a gym just outside of Memphis, Tennessee here, uh, with my uh, bride to be and, um, and I, and I've had the opportunity to coach fitness professionals and gym owners and as well as, um, you know, just, just be able to continue to coach and do the things that I love to do. So I've just been real fortunate with that. Um, you know, I, I think going back and how I got involved with DECA is, is one of the, the cool things that happened to me a couple of years ago. I had the opportunity by Alpha Warrior. Um, you know, I was picked as a performance coach to go in and be a coach on the Boss Strong competition at Fort Bragg. And, um, there it was a 16 day competition with our, our U.S. soldiers, which uh, we affectionately call our country's most important athletes. <laughs> and uh, I met uh, someone, uh, you know, that I, that I really care about and has become one of my, my best buddies. And that's Yancey Colt. Uh, Yancey and I were stuck in a 16 foot RV for 16 days competing with our own teams. And we were trading off first and second place the whole time. Uh, but our mantra every single day in that, that RV is, you know, what are we going to do to light up the planet today? And, <laughs> and ever since that, that time in Fort Bragg, Yancey and I have stayed in contact and, and worked on various projects together. And I got a call out of the blue. I was, I was down in uh, Florida uh, consulting with some clients there. And he said, hey, look, man, uh, Joe DeSena, I'm with him right now. And he wants you to fly up to Boston in the morning. Um, and we want to create something, but I can't tell you what, what, what we're thinking about just yet. We want to get your input. So we came up and, and, um, three days later, we, we came up with this thing called DECA fit. Right. And since then we've been rebranded DECA, which is what Joe DeSena wanted all along. And, uh, it's been, a, it's been amazing ever since then. So, so with DECA fit, we went right into events mode and we created this this uh, functional, we call it the decathlon of fitness, you know, DECA means 10. So we had 10 events all preceded by a 500 meter run. And we scheduled our first one and it was, it was scheduled for the Denver Broncos training facility. Epic we had 1500 people coming um, just athletes from all over the globe. And then just like everybody else, uh, the pandemic hit and, and pulled the rug from underneath us. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been a crazy long and short journey all at the same time. Yeah. And I, you know, it's, it's, there's so many stories like that, where you have all this momentum, you have a great idea, a great product, and you just get started and we have this huge roadblock in the way. Um, I, I let's actually focus on that. Um, but you guys still made it through, you know, and you're still, you're still cooking and you're still going and I see you're all over the place. So, uh, so what did you guys do when, once all this hit and obviously everything changed, um, how did you guys pivot and, and keep, keep going strong? 
Well, I, I think when you work for a guy like Joe DeSena, you know, like uh, Mr. Resiliency, <laughs> um, you know, you got to be tough. You know, you got to be tough to work for this company. Um, you, you have to have a tough uh, mental outlook and, and perspective. And, you know, I, I, I didn't know what was going to happen with DECA um, because we were the brand new product and we were almost like Joe's little stepchild, you know, like he believed in it. And there was limited resources with it, but he saw it growing and, and he started to really believe in it and continue to support it. So, so I think, uh, you know, that, that team that we, you know, that little team that we have, we really appreciated that opportunity to actually stay around. But, you know, there was a couple of things that, that we really had to do. And, and the biggest thing was we had to engage, 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 you know, that was, uh, that's what we did. So for the next, you know, 90 days or so while we're in lockdown, while everybody was in lockdown, um, we just started having, you know, daily calls uh, with different, you know, fit pros and people that that could be a resource for the rest of the fitness industry. We even came up with the gym protection project. Like if you kept paying your membership dues, you were going to get a free Spartan race. So we're doing all these different things that to stay engaged with the fitness industry overall. But the other thing that we were working on in the meantime was how do we, once we open back up, when we do, we didn't know when that was gonna be, how do we bring DECA to the gyms and to the studios? And while we, Yancey and I were in Denver, shaking a lot of hands, coaching some classes and, and getting to know the fitness community in Denver, we were working on a couple of different, you know, little side modified versions of DecaFit because everybody wanted to say, hey, bring us in for a DecaFit workout. So we would do whatever we could with the equipment that they had. And we came up with two different products, uh, essentially. And that was DecaStrong, uh, which number one has become our fitness testing and assessment product. Um, it's also been used for a lot of, uh, gym hosted events and, uh, that involves zero running. So the same 10, 10 functional training zones. And then we came up with the deck a mile and, and the cool thing about the deck a mile, we didn't plan for this, but when Jacksonville, Florida opened up, we, we took the chance and had a Spartan sprint there. And we were able to, to hook onto the coattails there of that sprint race and host our first ever public event and that was the deck a mile it wasn't even deck of fit mm -hmm. and uh it was everything we didn't want it to be it was outdoors <laughs> it was hot it, it was humid it was in gravel and for some crazy reason man everybody loved it mm -hmm. you know? and and we said okay we're on to something here and we started activating not just the deck of mile, but the deck of strong in all of these gyms up and down the Florida coast that were open. And of course, you know, following the, the social uh, guidelines and so forth, social distancing guidelines. And, um, you know, it concluded with another deck of mile at one of our gyms that ended up becoming one of our first affiliates, because from that trip, we created the deck of strong affiliate program. So it's a fee based program. Um, where it allowed for gyms to actually host Spartan DECA events. And man, ever since that whole time in June in Florida and the whole bit, um, even with the challenges of the pandemic, there have been gym hosted events happening all over the country, at least in open markets. And we're up to 35 total events during a pandemic, which is, which is crazy to us. And it's just been building. So now we're in 14 countries. Um, we just went 
international. And um, so, I, you know, um, Spartan likes what they're seeing. We're, we finally, you know, have really um, zoned in on, on our brand and our products. And we're going to continue to expand those products as we go. But we just announced our first ever DECA Fit. Again, what we still consider that Super Bowl of Fitness event in Boca Raton on February 20th of next year. Nice. So, um, you know, we're excited about the way things are going, but I, I think what excites me the, the most is, is what we've been able to see in the gyms and the magic moments that have been happening in the gyms, because, you know, Joe Yancey and I talked about this since the very beginning. Um, the only way this is going to work is if we can reach the masses that we provided something that most people believe that they can do. You know, Spartan's done an awesome job of getting people out in the mud, the barbed wire, the mm -hmm. elements, you know, and, and just being hardcore, really. Yeah. And um, I, I think they were up to like 7 million people trying a Spartan race, right? Mm -hmm. But we know the masses are already out there. They're training for a DECA and they don't even know it, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you're in a HIT class, a boot camp class, or any type of those classes, no matter what level you are, you can achieve what we call your DECA mark, mm -hmm. you know? And it's been proven. So, you know, we've had everything from that cyborg fitness athlete all the way to that beginning fitness enthusiast. You know, maybe they finished their deck as strong in 45 minutes or 50 minutes. But man, there's like they can't believe they finished it. And there's there's tears shed. There's there's people cheering. There's people going crazy in these gyms. And we're going, OK, this this is what it's all about. This, you know we're providing training with a purpose and the ability for people to celebrate their fitness. Absolutely. Uh, you did, you said a bunch of stuff that I want to, um, make sure I touch on again first, um, as kind of like a thank you or as a thank you, all the resources you guys have provided me being a gym owner. Um, you know, it's, it's been a crazy year for, for everybody. And then I think, you know, obviously the fitness industry has been hit pretty hard, like, like many other industries and, you know, we all believe that we're the answer. Like we are helping people get stronger and build immunity and, and get past this, but we're not allowed to do all the things that we, we do. And it's, it's been frustrating and anything to help support us is obviously uh, I'm incredibly grateful for. So all the resources you guys have done from, um, from what you were talking about, how many of our clients were super excited. They were paying, you know, we have great clients they were like, we're going to support you guys. You know, some were affected financially, some were not. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you know what? Keep charging me, keep, keep doing whatever you need to do. And, you know, we were trying to provide any value we could with online training and whatever. And um, the fact that they got, you know, a free race out of it, they're like, this is so awesome. I signed up for it. So we had so many clients sign up for that. And it made us look like rock stars. And all we did was pass on your message, which uh, was incredibly awesome that we could be part of something like that. Um, you guys did the, you did the free affiliate program, which got mm -hmm. kind of got me interested in learning more about DecaFit and, and really um, showing what it meant to our clients. So when we could open back up again, we could start going through some of those workouts together and, and talk more mm -hmm. about it. So um, anyway, so thank you um, for, you know, stepping up and, and doing uh, even those small things to help, help us. And I'm sure thousands of other gyms out there as well. 
Well, no, I, you know, thank you. Um, I, I think the, the thing that we realized expect, you know, I, I look back and, and it seems like so long ago, like back mm-hmm. in February, right. Mm-hmm. February seems like two years ago, Yeah, the way yeah. this pandemic has, has created the kind of the time warp, but you know, I, I remember Yancey and I just seeing like stuff happening on social media, you know, where they started leaning on our brand, this unknown brand. And, mm-hmm. and um, we were seeing things happen in San Diego, California, and we're in Denver, Colorado. And this thing was built in Boston, Massachusetts. And, um, and, and things were going viral, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, people are coming up with their own deck of fit workouts or deck of fit classes, deck of fit team building. And it truly wouldn't, we wouldn't be here right now. I even wrote this in an email to somebody um, at headquarters today. We wouldn't be where we are today without our gym partners, no matter what level they are. It doesn't matter if they're paid or, or a free affiliate. They have supported the brand. And I've said this since day one, man. Um, you know, our, our mission at Spartan is to impact 100 million lives through fitness, Right. And, you know, Joe even said it himself. I'll, I'll, I'll speak for Joe on a podcast. I've got him quoted. He said, you know, one, you know we want to reach 100 million and 700 million is going to come from DECA and, and 300 is going to come from Spartan. So he really believes in it. But the only way we do that, man, is, is together, right? Like we have to be, we even have to like shake hands with our competitors um, in some cases. You know, we've got competitors in this in similar spaces as what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, man, if you're doing well, we're probably going to do well. And if we're doing well, you're going to do well. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've seen it with our affiliates. I've seen it when we, ho- you know, host an event down in Delray Beach and nine different gyms show up. They do a battle of the gyms event, you know, DECA event. And when it's all said and done, they're they're even recognizing and sharing where they were and congratulating those guys for putting on such an awesome event, you know, and Mm -hmm. that's, that's how we have to do this, man. It's just a different landscape and we have to join forces. And I think DECA has grown because we've learned so much from our affiliates. Like we've learned like, Oh gosh, we weren't even thinking of that idea. That's a brilliant idea. You know, like let's, let's take a little bit of that. And, and, you know, now we're even talking about like, let's, let's create an advisory board, you know, from our affiliate base so that, you know, we can continue to grow together and benefit one another. So that's, that's it. You know, it may seem like, sound like we're like, we're doing pie in the sky kind of stuff, but (laughs) I think that's what it's all about, man. I've seen the, the industry fragmented in so many different ways and, so many different egos out there, man. We're throwing the ego out and saying, how can we help? And, um, you know, thank you for helping us back. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and it's it's only going to, I mean, like you said, everybody benefits. Even with competition, that's right. That's the whole point of competition is you learn from each other. And if you're not getting better, uh, your your customers, your your racers, your your athletes, they're suffering, right? Because they're yeah. they're not getting the most out of it. So we, we push each other and there's, plenty of room for all of us to thrive and, and create a better product. So uh, I, I, you, you touched on the different uh, races. I'd love to get a, a little bit more insight on, on each one and kind of maybe the future once mm-hmm. all this is over. So you mentioned DECA Strong. So this is kind of your testing and assessing. So um, are with all the DECA Strong, DECA Mile, and then DECA Fit are all the same events, plus or minus running? Is that how it's, it's set up right, right. now? 
Yeah, so, you know, I, I call Yancey spaghetti brain because his brain's always working on the next idea while he's in the middle of, of one idea. Mm -hmm. And we, we set up this, what we call the DECA lab in Denver, Colorado. So we, we wanted to create a, a test platform for the, the full-scale DECA fit because the full-scale DECA fit is 85,000 square feet, like big, crazy venue, right? So we had to get it right. So we rented out this, this old nasty Kmart, you know, abandoned Kmart had, had snow falling through the roof and the whole bit. But I'll tell you what, when you put that deck of fit equipment, it looked pretty good in there. <laughs> but, but so, so what we did is we tested ourselves, you know, we went and got our deck of marks, you know, with the full deck of fit. And then the next day we came back and said, oh, I, I think I'm going to do a longer version. I'm going to do a, a DECA, you know, maybe it's going to be an ultra or some some type of modification of, of DECA mm -hmm. fit. And Yancey, he loves the, the short, bursty type of workout, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, he loves to just go redline on everything he does. <laughs> and next thing you know, he's like, hey, man, I think I got this idea for the DECA mile, you know. So we started measuring it out. And uh, then, you know, we were in one of the one of the big, gigantic fitness clubs uh, we came to visit and talked to their trainers about DecaFit and so forth. And he's like, man, what what if we what if we just set up the equipment one day and they could just go through all the zones? And then we started thinking about even more. We we're like, wow, you know, the CrossFitters would like something like that. And some of the people who don't like the run would like something like that. And we call it Deca Strong. So the DECA strong is all the, the same 10 DECA zones, you know, all of them, all those DECA zones remain the same, the, the rep count, the weight, the, the weight requirements, um, the movement standards, but DECA strong is zero running. DECA mile is, is one mile of total running with 160 meters of running in between each zone. And then the DECA fit, which is 500 meters between each zone, which is a total of 5K. And the reason why we chose 5K is because we also know it's one of the most popular um, running distances in the world. So again, we wanted the, this to be about the masses, you know? And if, if you wanna turn yourself inside out, you can do that. But I also tell that other end of the spectrum, like, hey, if you wanna run it, walk it, jog it, whatever you wanna do, we just want you to get your mark. And we want you to get that target up on the board and I, we want something for you to shoot for the next time you, you step into the arena, you know? And I think the cool thing that's happening is it's not just a test. It's a way to gamify fitness. You know, we have a leaderboard now and everybody's trying to break these records inside the gyms, which is just awesome. And some of the records we see are, are just incredible. But the, the other thing that I love seeing Mike is, is, when somebody is finishing in 45 minutes, 50 minutes, say with a deck of strong. And, you know, that's, that's a long time going at it in, in those 10 zones, mm -hmm. but when they finish, you know, there's been tears shed emotions the you know, the crowd at the gym going crazy for that one person. And it's a moment that they'll never forget. And certainly that, that participant will never forget. And maybe just maybe it's going to light a fire underneath them to go at it again you know, and, and say, I can do better than that. And then who knows, maybe, maybe eventually they'll go try a Spartan race. Absolutely. So, yeah. I'm, I mean, I can't wait until we can, we can organize something like this and get, get a few more people uh, in our facility. It'd be, it's going to be super exciting. 
so with uh, with the deck is strong, it, it seems like you have your leaderboard. Um, you guys are getting a lot of like data and, and some of the stuff you guys are posting, you're looking it, like, you know, which how, like how much time is being spent on average in different zones. Uh, where people mm-hmm. seem to struggle, things like that. So, are you are, are you kind of using this information? Uh, I'm sure the more the more people that do it, the more the better the information will, will get. But to to kind of get those standards, where it's like, you know, if you want to be elite, you need to be spending this much time in certain zones or w- whatever it might be. Everybody's strengths and weaknesses are different, so it, it's interesting, man. Especially when you take the three products. That, that athlete in Deca Strong, for example, let's take the elite athlete first. Mm-hmm. Deca Strong, that athlete that, you know, has just a crazy, you know, Deca Strong time may struggle with the Deca Fit because, you know, you're going to have runners in, in the Deca Fit, um, but they may struggle in the zones and vice versa. So it's, it's, uh, that's, that's kind of the cool thing that we've seen. I think the other thing is, you know, I, I, I share this as a fitness professional. If Mike comes into me as a client, well, of course, we're going to sit down and you're going to, we're going to talk about your goals and, you know, maybe you're going to share some of those generic goals with me. I want to lose weight, feel better, get stronger, but I'm, I'm not going to let you off that easy, Mike. I'm going to, I'm going to say, uh-huh. listen, uh, we got to like, why is this so important to you? Like we're going to dig deep into your purpose. Um, so that I can keep you motivated and, and disciplined towards a life, a, a sustained lifestyle of fitness. But afterwards, I'm going to take you through the deck of strong assessment. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you like, Mike, you could redline this, or you can do it as comfortably as you wish. But at the, you know, by the time we're done, you're going to have your deck mark. And then what we're going to do is we're going to sit down and I'm going to ask you, where did you struggle the most? Mm-hmm. You know, like, what are the things that you think you need to work on? So I want you to participate in the process. And then what I'm going to ask you is like, okay, man, do you want to improve upon that mark? And hopefully you say yes. <laughs> and, and, but I'm going to, I'm going to hold you accountable as a coach. I'm going to say, listen, I need you to show up a minimum 12 times in the next 30 days so that we can improve upon this mark. Because the research shows that you are 70% more likely not to achieve your goals and quit your membership in the next two to four months if you don't put in the time, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's a fact. I mean, the research and the data shows I got a lot of friends in the industry. So what we're trying to promote there is exercise adherence. But really, instead of viewing it as a retest in 30 to 45 days, we want you to like celebrate your fitness, celebrate that time and that effort and the sacrifices you made to get in the gym for yourself to improve, not just on yourself physically, but mentally and emotionally, because we know that's what fitness does for all of us, right? And, and you know, I, I think right there, it, it validates the training, it validates the time that I put into this. And then what, what happens is there's another switch that goes off and says, I think I could even beat that time. You know, I'm going to keep getting better. And it, and, and then there's all these different ways you can play with the zones from a training standpoint, too. I mean, um, Yancey, again, Spaghetti Brain, it's always coming up with a different program, a different workout of the week. Um, mm-hmm. We're coming up. We've got an idea right now for a holiday fitness challenge amongst our affiliates, you know, um, that we're going to have fun with. We've, we've looked at, hey, let's do a team deck of strong. Um, let's do, let's do a deck of strong backwards, you know, or let's just choose these different zones for these different workouts. So 
we we're really focused on keeping it fresh and expanding the products eventually um, once we get more time under our belt. Yeah. I, I you know, I, I love that idea of kind of setting that baseline, setting that standards, whatever it is, um, and focusing on that. Because even if they have that that weight loss goal or you know, trying to improve my body fat, whatever it might be, and, and that's fine. You know, that's those are great things to work towards. But having a specific goal like that, where in 30 days, you're going to most likely, if you're really putting in the effort, you're going to see a dramatic change. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. it's very tangible versus we'll get on the scale. We'll do your body fat. Not, not that you can't see a change in 30 days, but so many other factors are going to come into that, right? You know, what's the nutrition, what's the sleep, what's all these other things looking at. And those, you know, we have to pay attention to those things, but a lot of times when you, you, when you have that laser focus, like, let's just get better right here and let's put in the work. And then it's like, you know what, I'm, I am losing some weight. My pants are fitting a little bit better or whatever. And it's like, okay, let's get away from the obsessed stepping on the scale and let's, let's just reach this target right here. And all good things are going to come from it. Right. And then, you know, then you go from there, if it's that's the road you want to keep going down or, you know, proceed to other goals. I, I absolutely agree. And, and I think, you know, what Joe DeSena talks about himself is the Spartan paradox, right? Like the Spartan paradox is about putting something on the calendar. And I, th- and, and I, you know, I've been totally bought into this because it, I, I mean, as a coach, I, like I get frustrated, I get frustrated when that person just continually starts over and over and they're not really reaching their maximum potential. And I understand life gets in the way but, you know, if you're also, if you're not prioritizing your health and fitness, you know, you're, you're just sometimes creating obstacles for yourself, mm-hmm. you know, because you don't have the mindset, you don't, you don't have the confidence and all these things that fitness gives you. I know when I, if I miss a few days, man, I am not the same person as the mm-hmm. one that's been on it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it happens with all of us. So I think we always have to have something on the calendar and, you know, like those, those, other generic goals that I met or mentioned, you know, when you're trying to achieve that mark, you're going to progress towards those goals. Like you Mm -hmm. said, pants Mm -hmm. are going to be a little looser and so on. So that's, that I think is the beauty of it all because you're focused on something else that keeps you engaged and keeps it fun and almost makes you feel like an athlete, Mm -hmm. you know, like, and it doesn't matter what level you are. I've got a fitness pro in um, Southern Florida that's totally bought into DECA. Um, they had an event. Um, it was a, the battle of the gyms event. And I know, you know, probably five or six of those athletes that showed up for that. And I was like, oh, I, I think, you know, and this is Nick, Nick from slash fitness. I said, Oh, Nick's going to do pretty good. Cause he's been training for this. Nick trained specifically for DECA. While all these other awesome, amazing athletes, they continued doing the things that they do, but Nick had the best time by 30 seconds mm-hmm. and, and up against some crazy competition. And Nick's 40 something years old, 41, somewhere in there. And he was beating, you know, 20 somethings and 30 somethings. And I, you know, I remember texting him. This was a few months back. And I said, man, I'm, I'm proud of you. Like I, I didn't, I knew you were like, training for this but i just didn't expect you to do that well and he said man i love this sport i'm like sport you know so (laughs) it's just a it's a matter of how people attack it and how Mm -hmm. they approach it 
But I think first and foremost is we, we just want people to, to progress. And I, I keep going back to this phrase of celebrating your fitness. Cause I don't think we do that enough. Mm-hmm. We're just like, go out, lose the weight, gain the weight, start over, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, if you're focused on something, like if you look at this as a sport in some ways, if that's what you have to do to keep yourself, you know, disciplined, I, I don't want to say motivated because we, we know how fickle that can be, but if it keeps you disciplined, then maybe this is something for you. And it doesn't matter if you're at Nick's level or the record level, if you're just getting going from 22 minutes to 21 minutes, that's pretty dang cool. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so I know we're, we're running short on time. I just had a couple more things that I wanted yeah. to, uh, to shoot at you. Um, so with your, with your main products right now, um, once things, I, you know, I hate saying get back to normal, but once we kind of get going again, uh, is the plan to keep all three going, um, were mm-hmm. these just kind of a, a branch off because of the pandemic or what's, what's the plan there? I, I think absolutely. I, I mean, we didn't, ex- I mean, honestly, Mike, I didn't expect for this to blow up like it has. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we're, um, we have events. I, I just scheduled an event for February, uh, 13th. Okay. At a, at a gym in Knoxville, Tennessee, mm-hmm. you know, um, they're excited about it. They're, what they're going to use it at, they're going to use it as their December membership promotion. They're creating mm-hmm. a six week challenge that leads up to their deck of strong event. And, um, yeah, they're geeked out about it and they get, and, and, and what I love is I geek out about it, obviously, cause I love just the, the fitness pros enthusiasm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, um, we're definitely going to keep these, these gym events going. Um, they, they obviously it creates a tiered system for us. You know, it allows the gyms uh, to reap the benefits of hosting their own events and their own testing. But then they've got this big Super Bowl of fitness event that they could be training for together, traveling together eventually uh, to and, and um, you know, I, I think that's what gets me excited. And then even expanding the products, you know, down the road, we've, mm-hmm. we've, we've played with a few different formats and I just think we, we need to get a few big events under our belt finally uh, before we go to that, that next level. But I'm, I'm excited about where we're at despite the times, you know, you just gotta, you gotta find reasons to be grateful. And um, I'm extremely grateful for being here right now because it could have been something completely different. Maybe we're not even talking because there is no DECA. Yeah. 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 I I think we're all getting excited for the idea of, of incorporating more of these races next year, uh, hopefully. So, um, so I have to ask what, what's your favorite zone? <laughs> my favorite zone, you know, I, I would probably not call it my favorite zone. Usually, um, I like to do things I hate, mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I, I've been for the last 30 years, a mountain climber. Right. And it, and it's not, it's not because I just love the view at the top and all these other things that go <laughs> with it or the, the powder turns when I'm hitting this snowboard on the way down. Um, I like the grind of it. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would have to focus myself. My, my favorite zone is unlucky Deca zone seven. That's the, that's the air assault bike for 25 calories because mm-hmm. one, I know most people hate it. Um, I remember Yancey and I, you know, not arguing, but going back and forth between 20 calories and 25 calories. Cause when you get to that point 
of of the course and you want that 20 calories it seems natural to get to that 20 calories if you're in a training setting Mm -hmm. but when you just add in that five extra calories it 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 messes with you mentally when you're in that 12 to 13 calorie zone so i would say that's my favorite is unlucky deca zone seven nice nice yeah i think everybody has that love-hate relationship with the assault bike it's just one of those things (laughs) that it's it'll crush you and being towards the end of the the event that's uh that's brutal yeah yeah that's it awesome. sure is yeah <laughs> so if uh for anyone interested in learning more about the race more about the zones uh where what's a good resource for them to check out uh website or or on instagram at deca.fit um that's for both the website as well as our our instagram um i think hey and if, if we can get it, get this on air quickly, we're only 120 from 10,000 followers finally. All right. Um, all right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were moving fast pre COVID and then all of a sudden uh, that, that put the brakes to, to our following, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's been cool, especially hosting these events that's been increasing over time. So we're excited um, to, you know, not just share what the testing's all about, but hopefully we're inspiring people to, we're not ripping people off the couch like like Spartan usually does. Mm-hmm. We're 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 asking people to you know give us a shot, yeah. you know, get, and and do something for yourself, and let's let's get one percent better every day, and and so hopefully when they when they log on and and they check out what we're all about, um, maybe that's again maybe that's the precursor to to getting the the confidence and and getting uh, that mindset. To where you have to be to to actually get involved with Spartan more. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I, and I just I love how you said you know set that mark, set set that score because regardless yeah. of your fitness, it's you'll you'll get a number. It's just that's you, and then we're gonna go from yep. there. So I'll put links in our show notes so everybody can check out. Hopefully get a get you over that number for uh, for your followers and for any gym owners or or fitness professionals, can they f- learn more about if they want to become a fil- affiliate through the same same website? Yeah, you know, I, I, I talk to uh, gym owners every single day uh, before this call. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're just we're just sharing what we're doing. We're sharing how we're supporting uh, the gyms and how they can, you know, increase their revenue. Uh, I think boost member retention, which is so critical right now because most gyms are running 40 to 60 percent, you mm-hmm. know, of capacity uh, as opposed to where they were pre-COVID. And, you know, again, you know, how do you create memorable fitness experiences? And I, I don't think it's enough to just simply open your doors and say, hey, look, we're doing the same thing and we're clean because you should have been clean to begin with. Mm-hmm. OK, and but if you can offer that enhancement, that's going to keep you engaged with with your members and clients a little bit more. I think we have something for you. So we have an affiliate link on the website, I guess I said in a long way. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Jared, thanks so much. I know you're a busy guy. Um, I really appreciate everything you're doing, all, all the, the uh, information you're providing. Uh, so I, I appreciate you coming on today. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me and thanks for being part of the tribe, brother. My pleasure. All right, guys, that's going to do it for episode 75. As always, thanks for joining me. And I hope this was helpful for you putting together your OCR training program. Remember, if you want to check out the show notes, head on over to ocrunderground.com slash episode dash 75. And while you're there, check out ocrunderground.com for all of the other great resources I have on there for you as well. I wanted to thank our sponsors, both FitBar and uh, Venga CBD for their support. Definitely check out all of their products. They make some great stuff. Um, 
and would love if you could support them as well. And of course, a big thanks to Jared Cogswell with Spartan Tech letting us know more about the program and, and really inspiring people to, to get up and move. And I have to say, after the recording, I did go out and test my DECA Strong and be on the lookout for uh, social media posts. And I will let you know how I did in my time and see if you can, you can beat me. Uh, but that's it for now. Uh, until next time, keep training smarter.